and welcome to the Psych and Business Podcast, where we highlight the integration of psychology and psychological principles into the world of business and organizations. I'm your host, Dr. Ernest Wade, and I want to wish everyone a happy 2024. Okay, so during the individual episodes last year, we talked a little bit about leadership development theories and models, and we mixed that with talking about some of those critical and foundational leadership behaviors, skills, and characteristics. Now, with my approach, I always start with the individual. So talking about the individual leader, yourself, and then I work out towards working with other people and your teams. And so we're going to do that here as well. And this year, we're going to be focusing on talking about some of those team effectiveness models. We'll also, as we did before, include and intersperse some of those critical and essential leadership skills, behaviors, and characteristics that are really important for gaining that team effectiveness. Now, there are a lot of team effectiveness models out there. And again, we won't go through all of them. We'll we'll pick a few and, and walk through them in depth. But I want you to be familiar with some of these team effectiveness models out there. So I'm just going to give you a rundown of some of the models uh, that we're going to be going through and some that you might not even have heard of before. So I'm going to give you a rundown of some of the team effectiveness models. Again, this is not a, a complete list, but these are some of the common ones and some interesting ones that you might not have heard of. So the first one that I think most people have heard about is the Tuckman's stages of group development, which includes forming, storming, norming, performing, and adjourning, right? And this was developed by Bruce Tuckman. And this model really describes the typical stages that a team goes through as they form, as they mature, and eventually disband. Now, understanding these stages can help teams navigate the challenges uh, that really occur as a function of team development and help them function more effectively. If you know what to expect, the thought is that you can better navigate those. Another one that you might have heard of is the Belbin Team Role Model, which was created by Meredith Belbin. And this model really identifies the different roles that individuals tend to naturally adopt within a team such as the coordinator, the implementer, the team worker, and and others. And the idea is to really ensure that you have a balanced distribution of the roles within a team for optimal performance. Another one that I think is a really interesting one is the Hackman's team effectiveness model, which was developed by uh, Richard Hackman. And this model emphasizes the importance of creating the right conditions for team effectiveness, including having clear goals, compelling purpose, and the right mix of skills. Also, another thing that's really important here is having a supportive organizational context. You've got to have an organization that supports the team in their specific function or, or in the work that they do to achieve a specific goal. One that I think we are all very familiar with is The Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni. Uh, Lencioni's model focuses on addressing those common dysfunctions within a team, such as the lack of trust, and we've talked about trust in an individual level as well, the fear of conflict, which I think is something that happens a lot within teams, the lack of commitment, the avoidance of accountability, and the inattention to results. I think this model is a really excellent model and is is uh, well-cited and well-researched and and well-used as well. And the purpose of this model is really to help the team members understand the dysfunctions that are critical for team success. And if you're able to address these dysfunctions, it'll help you lead to team success. 
Another interesting model is the team steps model, team strategies and tools to enhance performance and patient safety. So obviously this one is associated with, with medical and healthcare. And this was developed by the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality. Uh, the team steps model is widely used in healthcare settings to improve communication, teamwork, and patient safety. And it provides strategies and tools for effective team collaboration. So that one is really specific to, to healthcare. The GRPI model, which stands for the goals, the roles, the processes, and the interpersonal relationship model, is, is a model that often associated with the work of Richard Beckert, uh, and is focused on four key elements that contribute to team effectiveness. Establishing clear goals, defining roles and responsibilities, establishing effective processes, and building positive interpersonal relationships. Okay, so there are a, a number of models that I haven't even mentioned. There's the, the T7 model for team effectiveness, which was developed by Corn Ferry. Uh, this model focuses on the seven key factors that contribute to team effectiveness. And it has the internal factors, which are thrust, talent, trust, team skills, and task skills. And then it has two external factors, which are team leader fit and team support for the organization. And, and, and many, many more models that I have not mentioned. Again, this is not an ex exhaustive list. There is just this is a sampling of some of the team effectiveness models out there. So what we'll do is we'll go through some of these models in more depth, as we did with the leadership development theories and models. Dive through them, really try to help you understand what they are and how they might be best applicable to you and your team and your organization. But I think what's also really important for us to keep in mind here as we go through these is that while each team effectiveness model has a unique framework and focus areas, there are some common factors and themes that tend to merge across these models. You know, they might not be in every single model, but generally speaking, you can find it in most of these models. And so this to me is really important because it speaks to the fact that even though the models have different frameworks and different focus areas, there are some consistencies in, in team effectiveness. There are some, some consistent attributes that you can apply to team effectiveness. And so let's talk really quickly about some of those common factors that are seen throughout most of the team effectiveness models that exist. One of them is the establishment of clear goals and objectives. All effective team models emphasize the importance of having clear goals and specific objectives. Teams just work more cohesively and more effectively when everyone understands what they're working towards. What is our goal? What are the objectives that we're trying to achieve? The other one is communication. I think, again, communication is just a critical behavior, critical skill that is important, not just for individuals, but for teams to have as well. Effective communication is something that recurs in most models, and it includes that open and honest communication, that active listening, the sharing information in a timely and transparent manner. I mean, these are all things that are, are really important for any team to have. You'll also notice some of the things that, that come up in communication are conflict resolution. Teams will have conflict, and you have to have an effective way of dealing with conflict. Trust is one that comes up when we're talking about a team, because we're not just talking about individual trust, we're talking about trust within the team, trust of the team, because the team depends on each other to achieve the goal. The function of a team is that you can't do it by yourself. You need other people within the team to help you achieve that common goal. And so building and maintaining trust 
among the team members is critical. It's really crucial to success. Trust also fosters that collaboration and can encourage communication and helps to make sure that uh, we're navigating those challenges, those those crucial conversations when, when conflict and other things arise like that. Clear roles and responsibilities. Everybody on the team must know what they're doing. So you really need to make sure that you're defining what the roles and responsibilities are for each team member and that each team member understands their contribution to the overall goal. This will help to avoid confusion reduce conflict, but also promote accountability. When you know what your specific role is, when you know what your specific uh, responsibility is, it is it is much easier to hold people accountable. And it's also easier for people to be more motivated because they know how their work contributes to the overall success of the team. As I mentioned, conflict resolution, really critical to have. You also need to have commitment. Models often stress the importance of team member commitment to the group's goals and objectives because commitment leads to that shared sense of responsibility, that shared sense of purpose and dedication to achieving that collective goal. Accountability is another one that we see a lot. Uh, Accountability, again, is really important because it's important to hold team members accountable for their contributions to the team. It's also important for each individual to hold themselves accountable for their contributions to the team. And so both individual and collective accountability are really important and critical for teams to be able to meet their commitments. Interpersonal relationships, a really, really important one. It is critical to build positive interpersonal relationships between team members to help contribute to that healthy team dynamic. Models will often highlight the importance of mutual respect, collaboration, supportive team culture. These are all things that come up in that interpersonal relationship factor because if you don't have interpersonal relationship, if you don't appreciate and respect each other interpersonally, it's going to be hard to work together. Adaptability and flexibility, another really great one. Effective teams are often adaptable and flexible in response to changes, challenges, unexpected situations, especially in this time that we're in. You need to have team members that are able to flex and be adaptable to the environment. And this helps to bring the necessary adjustments to strategies and approaches that are critical for sustaining success, especially in this time and age. Focus on results. Ultimately, you're there to get results. The team is there to get results. And effective teams are results-oriented. Models must emphasize the importance of keeping the end goal in mind and working collectively to achieve that goal. You want to help people rally around achieving specific results. So again, this is not exhaustive, but these are some of the common factors that you see associated with most of these team effectiveness models. And so again, even though each one is unique and has its own unique framework, there are some commonalities that you will see throughout most of these team models. And as we walk through this, hopefully you'll be able to identify either a team effectiveness model or identify some of the commonalities that really apply to you and your team and can help you and your team be more effective to achieve those business results. Okay. So as you can see, there are a lot of team effectiveness models out there. So I hope you will join us as we walk through some of them.